welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. time put your hands together lift up your voices he is worthy of our praise tonight hallelujah and how many remembers where the Lord brought you from praise God hallelujah so we sing that song when I think of the goodness of Jesus all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah thank God for saving me praise God what a mighty God what a mighty God we serve praise God just spending a little time praising God just a little talk with Jesus makes it right sitting down and tell him all about our troubles he hears our faintest cry he will answer by and by. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 13th chapter this evening. Appreciate seeing you all here tonight. Amen. And we just uh, know that the Lord is with us. Amen. On this Sunday evening. Praise God. Just appreciate what the Lord has done. And what he's going to do. Praise God. Amen. Folks, he's able to do anything. Amen. And I, I'm just believing tonight that he could do something in somebody's life that will help them along the way or maybe change their direction. Amen. Touch their body physically, mentally, spiritually. Amen. I know God's able to do that. Amen. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Begin reading in verse 54 to 58. Amen. Here it talks about the time that Jesus was mourning, or I'm sorry, that Jesus was rejected in his hometown. Amen. And here's what the word of the Lord says. And when he was come into his own country, everybody say own country. He taught them in their synagogue in so much that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? In his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, what about his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And verse 57 says, And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is without honor, save in his own country, 
and in his own house. And verse 58 has the shocking results. When, he says, when it says, and he did not many miracle, mighty, miracle, mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. Matthew 23, verse 37, Jesus is mourning over Jerusalem. You know the story well. Where he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Ye would not. Amen. I do know for a fact that God is able to do anything, anytime, anywhere. But I also know that our unbelief, our lack of faith, or maybe our just uh, not really a not really attached to what's going on, we can walk away not having what God would love to give us. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about the miracles that just seem to not happen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you once again. We thank you for this service. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, because we know you're here to do your job, what you want to do. God, I pray right now for the next little remainder of this service that we will open up our hearts, our minds to allow you, oh Lord, to uh, uh, come into our, our lives, to challenge us, Lord God, amen, to release our faith so that you might do something spectacular in our life tonight. In Jesus' wonderful name, <clears throat> and everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, a great part of the ministry of Jesus Christ consisted of the miracles that he performed. In fact, there are 35 miracles that are recorded in the Gospels. 23 times it is stated that he healed them all. That means everybody. Everybody say everybody. everybody. Amen. So these miracles were meant to teach and to reveal and to demonstrate his deity. They served as an, as an illustration to deeper spiritual truths. But we also see that these miracles also were a reminder of the consequences of sin, uh, the consequences of sickness or blindness or death, and the power of God was there to do something about those consequences. The Bible lets us know that these 35 miracles recorded are just a few that are selected miracles among many others that were not recorded because in John 20 verses 30 and 31, it's recorded and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through His name. John 21, 25 says, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. 
lets us know that what we read in the Word of God is a snapshot of what actually transpired. Amen. It lets us know that many other things did Jesus, but there's not enough room to contain it. If you believe that tonight, clap your hands and praise it. In fact, as important as these miracles are, there are hints, and even more than hints, of miracles that might have happened had the hearts of men been receptive. Miracles that would have been beyond anything that he had done if men would have been receptive. It's clear that more than once he was at the point of working a miracle, but somehow he was hindered in doing so. Because I understand, you understand, that there are many needs that are represented this evening here in this church that only the miraculous power of God can meet. Amen. He who had all power was hindered because, amen, he could not overcome what was invading the human will. Amen. Man stood in the way of God working a miracle. Hear me, God will never move beyond what your heart will allow Him to do. Amen. God will not perform a miracle in our lives. Amen. Yes, He performs miracles. Yes, we see it. Yes, we don't. But we must have a heart that will be receptive for what God wants to do in our lives. Can you say amen? So here in Luke 4, 16 to 21, the Bible says he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue, Brother Howard, on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of the sight to the blind, and also to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book. He gave it again to the minister, sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened, amen, on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. No doubt, there, there, there's a great high likelihood that there were sick and diseased people and devil-possessed people, sorrowing people, unburied people in Nazareth. Certainly there were people that needed a miracle and the miracle worker was there. But in Mark 6, 5 it tells us he could there do no mighty work save that he laid hands on a few folk and healed them. Amen. He said this day 
is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And the total effect of their attitude was that of closed, amen, shuttered up windows toward the light that was being shown, amen, in their lives. There was but a short step between them and eternal life. But it was a step that they had to take and they decided not to take it. Come on, listen to me tonight. There were miracles that didn't take place in Nazareth, amen, but could have, I submit to you, they could have happened, amen, if they had not chose the path that they took. Once again, Jesus mourning over Jerusalem. Let me read that passage again. Matthew 23, 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her little chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Now, notice, it was a decision. He was saying, I offered I offer to gather you up and protect you, but ye chose not to allow me to do I'm here to tell you tonight that we sit here tonight in the presence of God, and you and I have to make the same kind of decisions, and we must be decisive, and we've got to say, Lord, I want whatever you have for me. I want your touch. I want your power. I want your healing. I want your presence. I want it in my life. I have to make a decisive decision. At the end of his life, he stood, and here he looked over the city of Jerusalem, and he wept. No doubt thinking what miracles could have happened, and what he had in mind for this city, and they, if they had only knew how important it was to receive him. Had Caiaphas and Herod and Pilate arisen from the altar of their evil dreams, if they would have just opened the opportunity, the door of opportunity that was being knocked at, it, it dazzles one to think of what God could have happened if they would have risen up and said, folks, amen, this is the Messiah. Amen, this is the one, amen, that, that was foretold. This is the one that came to save us. But they chose not to. They chose to plot. They chose to destroy. Luke 4, 25 to 27, he said, But I tell you the truth, many windows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, saved to, uh, to Serpta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time Elias the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. The woman in Sidon, Naaman the Syrian. Understand what I'm saying tonight. There was miracles in Israel that have taken place and could have transpired. But yet God moved these people to go minister to somebody in Sidon and Naaman the prophet or Naaman the Syrian being spoken to 
and he was healed by going to the river Jordan and dipping seven times. Matthew 8, 28, and when he was come to the other side into the country of the, of the Gergesenes, there met him two, everybody say two, possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceeding fierce so that no man might pass by the way. Matthew recorded two demon-possessed men. Amen. The record records only one that was delivered. What about the men of the city who came out and prayed that Jesus would depart from their coast? The saddest prayer request I think I ever heard. Amen. With them praying, why don't you just leave us? Leave us. Go by your wayside. Go somewhere else. Don't bother us. Our pigs are more important than people's deliverance. The woman with the issue blood, she touched the hem of his garment. Folks, there had to be more in that crowd that day that needed miracles, but, but nobody touched him. Amen. He said, in fact, he put it this way. He said, who touched me? Well, Lord, there's, there's all kinds of people around you touching you. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Amen. Somebody touched me because I felt virtue leave my body. It lets me know that it's an individual thing. Amen. You and I, we have to make a decision. If we're going to touch him with our faith, amen, something's going to happen in our life. Amen. But not everybody will make that kind of decision. Not everybody will decide that this is going to be my day. Matthew 14, 29, he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. We know these stories. Uh, amen. But I want to bring them uh, to light again this evening. What about everybody else who was in the boat? Where was their faith? How come they didn't jump out of the boat? How come they didn't say, Lord, you invited Peter. How about me? No, it was just Peter that got out of the boat and started walking on the water. Amen. I believe, if I, might, if I might say it this way, they missed a miracle that, have could, that could have happened in their life that moment. If they would have said, hey, what about me? doesn't tell us anything about that. It's just me surmising here tonight. Me wondering. I wonder what would happen if they would have spoke out and said, Lord, bid me come. I want to come too. I, I want to come too. You see, that's like when we're in the presence of God, amen, and God's moving around us, and God begins to talk to us, and God begins to minister to us, and we're singing, and we're praising, and we're worshiping. Folks, it's just not a bunch of words. At least I hope it's not. But I, I believe that once we make that connection, once we make that contact, I believe all God's waiting for is for you and I to move whatever it is out of the way and allow Him to minister to our lives. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him tonight. Somebody say hallelujah. Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus. But notice the story. It was when he was exiting Jericho. He had passed through the entire city. Nobody else had cried out to him. But it makes me wonder once again. How many miracles were missed? That never happened in Jericho because, folks, he never went back. 
Think about that. How many times has the Lord came in here and graced us mercifully again to come back again? And how many, and, and once again, we get in the presence of God and He comes back. Amen. But how would you like to be in that state? Amen. When all of a sudden He comes through, He performs a miracle, but He never comes back. I'm here to tell you tonight, there's going to be a day and time. Amen. This is out of my notes right now. It's going to be a day and time when the Lord's going to come for His church. Uh, we're going to be raptured out of this place. Uh, amen. Then those that are left behind. The door, I believe, the door is going to be shut. John 5, 1 through 9, notice after these there, after this there were a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for what? The moving of the water. Here's explained. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. And troubled the water. And whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. One miracle. At a certain season, the angel would stir the water. And the first person that got into the water, they would be healed. Whatever man of disease certain man was there which had infirmity 38 years. Jesus comes walking up. He saw him lying. He knew it had been a long time in that case, it says. And he says unto this man, this lame man, he says, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him. He said, Sir, I have no man. I have nobody. When the water is troubled, I have nobody that can get me to the pool fast enough. Without somebody else, as I'm coming, stepping down before me. Jesus stopped. He said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And the Bible says in the next verse, and immediately the man was made whole. He took up his bed, he walked but the same day was the Sabbath. Not supposed to do that on the Sabbath. Got Jesus in trouble. But, but let me ask you this. Was this man the only one healed that day at the pool? I think there should have been other people that when they seen this miracle transpire at the pool. That other people would have been crying out and raising their hand and saying, Hey, Jesus, how about me? I want a healing too. I can't get into the water before somebody else beats me. How come we just read about him and nobody else? Luke 9, 51 to 56, notice came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of Samaritans to make ready for him. Now notice this right here in verse 53. 
And they did not receive him. Why? Because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Now understand this. What was the problem? Amen. There was a long-standing tension between the Jews and the Samaritans. And the Samaritans would not receive travelers that were bound for Jerusalem. They did not receive him. How many times have we sat in a church service and the cares of life and things are going on, family stuff, this, that, everything else, and God begins to move, but yet we don't receive him. What about when God's moving and, and people are singing and rejoicing and, and people's running the aisles or whatever and it's all that stuff's going on, but yet some of us don't receive him. Man, can I say this tonight? It's nobody's fault but ours. Nobody's fault but ours because I believe God has some great things in store for people. Verse 54, notice, and when his disciples, James and John, saw this, amen, they were, can I put it in my, in my term? They were ticked off. Lord. Wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias, Elijah, did? I'll spare you the time, but go back to 2 Second, Second Kings and read it. In, in chapter 1, verses 1 through 16, it'll tell you a story right there. Amen. Where the king was sick. Amen. Ahab, Ahab had died and the Moabites now were rebelling. And, and so Hazai, he falls through the, 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 the thatched roof and he falls and injures himself. The lattice. And he tells uh, the captains, he says, come, uh, you know, uh, go, go and, uh, and, and here's what he's, what he, go, go inquire of Belzebub if I'm going to die. Go inquire of the Lord of the flies. In Ekron. God gets a hold of Elijah. Elijah starts moving. Meets him in the way. Amen. He looks at the captain. And he says to him, he says, hey, isn't there a prophet in, in Israel? I mean, you know, isn't there, isn't there somebody that's got a word for God? And, 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 and you read the story. Amen. Two captains and 50. Amen. They went and, 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 and the prophet just called fire out of heaven and consumed all of them. The third one that came, he knew what happened before. And he fell down on his face. And he cried and said, God, uh, he, he said, Elijah, have, have, you know, please don't be ill at me. Amen. But, but, but the, the king wants you to come. So he goes and sees the king but has the same message. You're going to die. Understand me right now. We got to realize, amen, that, that, that Jesus wants to do some things in our life. But you got to realize that, that it's going to take a moment in our lives to where we are determined to say, I'm not going to hold him out. I'm going to let him in. So Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven and just vaporize these people? Jesus, the Bible says he turned and he rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. 
He said, I didn't come to destroy men's lives, but I came to save them. Peter and John, all them, Brother Howard, they just, okay. And they went to another village. Think about it. He wants to do so many great things. Let me ask you again, what might have happened in this Samaritan village if they would have just received him? Right? But they missed their chance for a miracle. I've got a point here tonight. I want us to get it. Amen. Judas was the man that could have been. Except for the fact that he sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. What do you think? Was it worth it? The people, they were looking for a lion. Jesus came as a lamb. And they missed him. They were looking for a warrior, but he came as a peacemaker. And they missed him. They were looking for a king, but Jesus came as a servant. And they missed him. They were looking for liberation from Rome, but he submitted to the Roman cross. And they missed him. They were looking for a mold, and he was a mold maker. And they missed him. They were looking for the temporal things to be met, but he came to meet their eternal needs, and they missed him. His presence, however we may be aware of, made aware of, sets up a judgment seat which none of us can evade. Because when he comes into our midst, it is with an offer of the miraculous to meet the sin-created need of our lives. The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. My question tonight, before I close, will there be unopened gifts sitting on these seats tonight, this evening, that when we leave, we leave them unopened? Pastor, you don't understand. I've got this, I've got that. I've got a football game I've got to go watch. See, y'all thought I was going to leave that alone tonight. Because I didn't start out with it. I've got all this stuff that's going on in my life. I just don't have time. Amen. Maybe another day, maybe another time, maybe somewhere down the road when it's a more convenient time for me. I ask you again, when you leave tonight, are you leaving unopened gifts behind that maybe God wanted to do, reveal in your life tonight? Miracles maybe that God wanted to perform. never happened 
you know, maybe God doesn't heal me of my knee issue. Maybe he doesn't heal my elbow that I can't straighten out. Maybe this tendon here will never allow me to make a true fist again. I don't know. But I will tell you something. I don't want to ever be in a place where I restrict him from doing any of these things in my life. I don't want to close the door. I don't want to say you're not welcome. I don't want I don't want to say come back another time. I'm not ready tonight. Let's stand together. May I submit to you tonight. May I encourage you that he is still a miracle working God. He still has all power in heaven and in earth. He still has the power to minister to your need. Whatever you need tonight, whatever your prayer request is, whatever your situation is, whatever your sickness is, whatever your problem is, whatever you're facing, I'm telling you, He is here tonight to minister to you. Amen. And bring about a change. Bring about a gift. Amen. That you can go home with. I'm going to open these altars right now. And at least for the next little bit, why don't you come? Come. Come. What is that gift that's unopened? What is it that God has promised, amen, that you want? Amen. What is it that you need in your life? Come and talk to Him about it tonight. That's it, come on, come and talk to him tonight. He really is close as a mention of his name. Hallelujah! Uh, hallelujah! That's it, come on, lift your voice up. Lift your voice up. Come on, call out to Him. Whatever you need, He's here to supply it. He's here to supply it. presence of the Lord move in your life. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Come on. Raise your voice.
and grow.